Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast, where we chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined by two people here today. We have uh, Ben Brown and Andrew Saunders, who is one of our Discord mobs or commu- uh, mobs mod mobs with the D with the D uh, mods. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. He's going to be a recurring face, and we're going to get into that uh, as, shortly in a little bit. But on this episode, we're going to do a do a little bit of a catch up here, a life catch up. Uh, that would involve me and my stuffing. Do I sound different to you guys? Do I sound like congested? You don't sound congested. I don't. You know, I, f- I feel like I, feel I talk like- to you enough so like I can hear it a little bit, but a it's, little not, bit? it's not bad. Well, well we're going to be doing a life catch up here on the podcast uh, to start and, and talk about my congestion. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're going to uh, chat about some updates to this podcast and how we plan to make it a little bit more consistent for you guys. That'll be a brief update, but we're really excited uh, for a new rollout here on uh, our new plan for consistency, making things a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more organized with the help of uh, of Andrew, who's on here right now. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to get into some back to school health chat a little bit, and then uh, round it out with some uh, dad anxiety and fear some questions have come in through our discord that we kind of want to address felt like that'd be a, a good thing to to hit on uh toward the end of this podcast it's something that you know can't really just do a couple lines of text on a discord thread and and call it a day it's kind of feel like we want to open it up to a broader discussion here on the podcast so uh that's what we have lined up but just catching up with you guys now let's start with ben how you been man how, how's how's the week been for you Good, good. Things have been going really well. Um, kids are doing well. We're kind of, you know, winding down. Our daughter's actually starting daycare here in a couple of weeks. So we're coming down to like the last little bit with her being at home with uh, with my mom. We're very grateful that my mom's been able to, you know, be with her for the last couple months and take care of her like she did with our son. Um, but yeah, she'll be starting daycare in October. So we're, uh, we're doing her like six month appointment on Monday. Um, so it's probably some, you know, shots and stuff. But Man, she is flying through. We uh, we just started solid foods, so we're doing uh, purees. She's eating eggs. She is now grabbing at anything that we're eating. Um, so you can't eat with her in your lap anymore because she'll rip the fork <laughs> out of your hand and try to eat it, um, or she'll chew while she's watching you eat and make you feel guilty that you're not feeding her too. So it's it's good, man. We're uh, our house is getting a little more chaotic now that they can both move around. Yeah, um, dude. But you know, it is. we're working on it, working through it. I feel you, dude. <laughs> Andrew, what's going on with you, man? Oh, um, we have started solids. We're we're running up on five months. Five months tomorrow. No, five months tomorrow. Six months tomorrow for our youngest. I don't know. I'd yeah. have to do the math. But uh, just started like the the formula mixed multi grain Gerber puree, where it's like really thin oatmeal so uh-huh. she's working on the whole swallowing thing so yep. every time we've done that it's been a mess because it's like half goes Tons. in half comes out you know yeah. dad's wiping with the spoon yep yeah um other than that oldest one's doing great she's running around we're working on actually saying words instead uh-huh. of just ah 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 yeah that's yeah. that's <laughs> like and the shouting point yeah yep. well she's got really good at yes and no she shakes her head but and she knows how to say no. She knows dad, which upsets my wife because she has uh, dad and Argos, which is the dog. Argos. She, will oh, not, yeah. she goes, Argo, Argo. Oh, nice. But she will not say mom, which mm. is a little f- 
that's funny. Tum- tumultuous tough in our one. household. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough um, one. Yeah, so that's going good. She's actually finally starting to interact with our my. I'm an 80 pound German Shepherd, and for the longest time, she was just afraid of him. Mm. And they are finally to the point where he will pick up a Troy and she'll run and grab it from him and pull it away. And he's nice enough. He'll let her have it, but yeah, he's not yeah. happy about it. And so then he goes and steals it from her and <laughs> they'll play at least. So again, fun developmental stages of, of youth, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other day she decided that the little dog, we have a, uh, it's not a cockapoo. It's a, uh, no, it is a cockapoo. Cocker spaniel poodle. Yeah. Yep. Like we have a cockapoo, cockapoo. and she decided yep. it needed a bedtime kiss. And so she sat there with like, until it licked her. <laughs> so, you know, fun. We're doing Yo, fun little stuff dogs, like that. Um, kids and dogs. Since they're both under two, I don't have the whole back to school thing starting yet. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to dive into just, that soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, it's, it's a mess. Yo, dude, it's funny that you say about the, uh, uh, saying dad, dad, but not mama. Cause our, our daughter, she's the complete opposite. She, all she'll say is mama, baba, all that stuff. Uh, but she's capable of saying a, a lot of words. She just likes being stubborn and it's a game for her where I'll say, can you say mama? She'll say mama. And then I say, can you say dad, dad? And she'll just look at me and smile and shake her head and say, nah, nah, I nah, can't. Nah, uh, and it's and any and then it becomes like, well, can you say anything? Can you say like Mimi? Like her her right. mom, her grandma's called Mimi. Can you say Mimi? Nah, nah. And so it's like it becomes like too much of a game for like. No, right. I know how to say oh, it. Yeah, I'm not gonna give that satisfaction. Funny. Yeah, she's so, our, like, our says choo choo when the train goes by the house. There you go. Which is cool, but if you prompt her, she won't say it. Yeah, like she'll look yeah. and point and go choo choo, and then you're like, what do you do? What's a train say? And she's like, mm, no, I'm not saying yeah. it. I'm not doing it. Like, <laughs> so that's entertaining. But I got super excited <laughs> the other day because our daughter has. Uh, I am convinced that she is intermittently intermittently saying dada. Uh-huh. So she'll so I walk away now, and now she's kind of like associating it with me a little bit. Mm. So like at six months, like a, if I walk away from her playpen. I'll hear da 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 like as I leave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Um, and so, like, I'm convinced that she knows who I am and that she's saying my name. My wife is not so convinced yet that uh, she's actually right, saying right. anything like consciously saying "dad" or anything like that. Yeah, she's like, you just taught her to make a sound, and she's just making a sound because it's fun. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you just, you know, you're upset. Well, then you need to teach her how to mom. go, mom, like, mom, mom. I've been trying secretly on the side. I'm like, all right. It, both of our kids said dad first really I'm like, I'm like your mother went through so much, so much yeah. <laughs> to like get you out and i'm the first person like the first word you're gonna say is mine yeah that's a dude my my buddy actually spent significant amount of times with both of his kids so that their first word was mama really like he, yeah all he did he'd hold them and mom mom mom, mom like he just he nailed Just it in there, and it. both of them, the first words were mama. You guys yeah. have that Jimmy Fallon book? Because Jimmy Fallon had the opposite yeah. problem, so he wrote that book called Dad Dad. Like, everything is Dad Dad. Uh, okay. To try to get his kids to start saying Dad Dad. And then he followed it up with a mama book. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the whole thing is just trying to get him to say that first word. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man. Uh, well, okay, so before we kind of uh, – I catch up on my end and kind of segue into that first big topic of back to school and all that stuff. I quickly just wanted to talk about, um, just this podcast. Right. And it's, uh, it's, I guess, infrequency, lack of, uh, uh, 
scheduling proper. It's because it's consistency. It's the word you're yeah, looking the, for is consistency. That, that's the word. That's how to English properly. Okay, <laughs> that's how you English right. It's consistency, <laughs> and it's because it's managed by me, uh, and, and I suck at the consistency thing. Uh, I'm good at it on for like you know Instagram posts, but uh, making a podcast, uh, it's it's you know it's that's new to me. It's not uh, it's like low in the totem pole, I guess you could say. But mm-hmm. I know it's important, and um, that's why I've really enlisted the help of um, Andrew and Ben here to really kind of like grab this thing and say like no 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 every week here we're, we're doing this we're doing this. Uh, so uh, you know like right now I had to really summon the strength here to figure out. <laughs> How to get on the camera and, and freaking start start hopping on here when I'm sick and I'm like dead. I'm like, no, 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 no. We gotta stay consistent. We gotta stay consistent. And I I, I hope to apply this to working out because it's just not it's just not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. So that's how um, everyone's fitness goals go. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we are recording on a Sunday evening. Our plan um as as a group here is to record Sunday evenings. It's kind of our night, uh, and then release these a couple of days after. Uh I believe it was or uh Wait, no, the next day. Is it Monday or Tuesday? No, we're um, gonna take we're gonna take Monday to get everything in order. Yep. And then we should have them scheduled for release Tuesday morning. There Six AM was our plan. So that we there could hit those East Coast morning commuters. There it is. So that is the plan. Uh and uh we're gonna try to stick to it. We also have uh we've been brainstorming on our end uh mm-hmm. different guests that we can have, whether that's different SMEs. Uh, are uh, sorry, uh, subject matter experts, um, <laughs> uh, different uh, people with large followings in different uh, areas, uh, even guys in our community, uh, in our dad community that have expressed interest in, in, in joining on the podcast and chatting. Uh, so we plan on on getting active dads onto the podcast to start chatting about um, just different things that uh, we, we feel like might be great to uh, to help the community. Uh, and we're going to do this on a consistent basis. So that's the plan moving forward. We apologize for the uh, the what's the word that you what's the big English word that you use? In, inconsistency. Inconsistency. <laughs> I'm the sorry, it's polysyllabic. My bad. It's not who let the dogs out. So it's a lot. It's a lot for me to to grasp right now, guys. But uh, <laughs> that's all uh, he could do to sit down in front of the camera yeah. and press record. Right He's there. on a lot of Dayquil right now. Just let <laughs> it go. Literally, a lot of antibiotics everything so anyway uh, that's that's the plan guys so thank you guys for uh for those who have continued to uh you know express interest in this podcast i mean it's not like the biggest podcast in the world but like they're they're it's people who listen a few hundred people yeah. every week who listen and i'm just like wow oh cool cool yeah. i'm just it's been really cool to see the growth i mean yeah. just to see it you know from start to now i mean we're I mean, we're still in the the double digits of episodes, right? Like we're yeah. I don't think we've hit even like our twentieth episode at this point. I think this is episode uh, eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, so we're like we're getting close to that twentieth episode, and and to see the steady growth and like see the questions come in, see the content happening in the Discord, um, yep. and, and the community continue to build, I think is really exciting, and hopefully. Mm-hmm. Bringing more consistency, bringing some outside voices in to, to talk about the topic of parenting and, and fatherhood is going to be, uh, you know, even more valuable to the people who do listen. Absolutely. And for, for those of you who are members of the Discord, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or Ben. If you have something you want us to talk about, we're going to monitor that that podcast content, Dadverb content channel pretty closely. And then anybody in the Dadverb Discord should be able to instant or private message me if you have want to talk you think you'd be a good guest 
yeah. I'll be available to take those requests and we'll create a schedule and get people on as best we can. So, so uh, and, and for those uh, who just in case you don't already know um, on our discord, uh, Andrew is the other Andrew. Uh, yeah, that's Andrew yeah, Saunders. That's true. The, uh, the other Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Andrew dash dad verb uh, on, on, on uh, the discord. Uh, Prince bougie is another one of our uh, mods who, uh, he doesn't know this yet, but we are probably going to try to get him on the podcast soon. Uh, so, yeah, there we uh, there we go. That's that's kind of the update with our podcast moving forward. Anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, the first topic that we have on here. That's going to be back to school season and health. OK, I have been sick consistently for the last four weeks. I don't know if it's all one big long thing, which just speaks to how terrible my immune system is, but it has been horrible. I have been dealing with just uh, what feels like colds, right? Tested negative for COVID. Uh, I can't breathe. I've been coughing for nonstop. I'm on a mixture of prednisone and everything. I'm just like, it sucks. But uh, we, we got done traveling, caught something. But what really kicked it off was when kids went to school and then they came home and they started coughing and they brought back something and then I caught whatever that was. And knowing me, it's funny too because I caught it like kids got it and then I got it first. My wife really started to get it like two days after me. She's already Mm. better. I'm still continuing. So that just speaks to like how my immune system is horrific. She literally (laughs) battles things so much faster than I do. But um, I've just been like horrible. It's just I've just been nonstop sick. And unfortunately, we're in school season. Uh, Majority of the guys who are listening to this, these these guys on the podcast with me, uh, they're not quite there yet uh, Mm -hmm. at that kind of school daycare situation yet. But for those who are there, um, gosh, man, it is truly like you see memes about this, like when school season kicks off. They just get sick, and it's like literally every two to three weeks, there's just something new. And then, like, our, our Henry will come home, and he'll be like, you know, like Rom threw up. I'm like, what the? F- okay, yep. you didn't have to tell me that part, but like now I'm scared that you're gonna come home with a stomach virus. And as soon so, as you hear that a kid threw up in your kid's class, you're like, you just immediately know, dude. And, it's, I have, and they're the worst. I have uh, a fear of a, of a, the whole throwing up thing because when I was a kid, I was in first grade, and I remember a, I was in a lunchroom, and a kid that was sitting in the lunch uh, at lunch behind me, he turned around, faced me, and then projectile vomited oh, all over no. my back. Oh. Yeah, and then so and you're, it, you're reliving trauma. You're traumatized. Your kids are. Sick. Yes. And then, and then, uh, so that was like, and all, all through elementary school, just kids were throwing up, right? And in fifth grade, I moved to Puerto Rico. And in Puerto Rico, it was like the school was different, right? It was on a tropical island. And a majority of the school was like outdoors. Like it was almost mm-hmm. like strung together by a bunch of trailers, basically. But it was a lot of outdoor, like there were like indoor hallways. It was like the whole school was like outdoors, right? right? And there's, I just vividly remember piles of puke on mm. like, the grass and the sidewalks and I was just like kids were just like throwing up all the time and I remember I caught a bug once and I I was so, one of the kids that left the pile but I just I have a fear of th- I'd be the worst bulimic ever like I have such a fear of throwing up uh, and just my my kids are in that age right now they're bringing home all these sicknesses I'm sick right now and it's just a very very tough 
tough period. It's a tough part of of parenting, especially like, when is, you have this to. This is your life now. Yeah. Did man. you have like elementary school flashbacks when you were in your twenties going clubbing because you just walked down the street and there'd be a pile? <laughs> a pile. <and> like, <laughs> gosh, dude, I lived in New York. I saw a lot of. Yeah. See. See. There you go. Drunken yeah. vomit situations. I remember this guy. He was a like vomiting to me is like pure shutdown mode. Like you can never like I don't know. I I remember a guy. Well, who there's was, no such he, thing as a puke and rally for me. Dude, that's no. not a, doesn't exist. <laughs> Dude, I saw some just absolute champions when I was living in New York. It'd be 1 a.m., right? I'm like walking around like Union Square or whatever. And I remember this one guy, he was on this, he was on his phone and he's like stumbling around. He's like t- talking to some guy. And all of a sudden he goes, hold up, hold up. And he pulls the phone away and he just, just pukes. And it's all liquid. It, there's like no, right. right. He's just out. evacuating the alcohol. Yeah. Yes. yeah. No, just he get just it like, all out. Just fires it all out. Just, just pure, just grumpy just all over yep. the place and then he just like finishes he gets a, a spit or two out puts a puts a phone back to his ear and he's like all right so uh what were you saying and he just kept on going i was like what the hell like i'm yeah. just not like that like if i'm throwing up i'm done i'm, yeah, done. I'm not built that way i'm going home yeah i'm going home <laughs> there's some d- dive bar guys who are just just can rally they keep going that's I, just not me i tell you what the worst one i ever did was the boot camp tear gas tear gas makes you vomit for some people like if you if you're not aware that's one of the like not only do you cry and your nose starts draining but one of the things that'll happen is most people will throw up yeah at the very least you get like all the mucus from your lungs coming out anyway excellent conversation topic (laughs) by the way um but you have to stand there and usually you have to perform a task like say your name or whatever right and you got to wait till everybody in line does their thing and then you get to leave and you go out in the fresh air and then you basically just have to like get over it because there is no washing it off. There's no like y- you have to let it calm down, dry out, and then you can slowly clean the crystals off later. Right. So um, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you all stand in line like half the people basically snot and vomit in this cement gas cage. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. you walk outside and they're still going. Yeah. Like no, I, I actually oh, see the YouTube. Did, wait, didn't they do this on Jackass at one point? Jackass did one, but I don't think they did the boot camp one. But I yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. somebody did a thing of boot camp, and you can actually go watch. Yeah, and like a bunch of sailors. Spray. Uh, ours was a little. Uh, this was weird. It was a gel cap that they put on a hot plate. Like this dude took a gel cap, placed it on a hot plate, and everybody in the room within about ten seconds was like, "Oh, God. really." <laughs> Yeah. Wow. yeah. Ooh. Like this idea of it being a canister they throw in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure those exist. Ours was like, he seriously put it on a hot plate like you'd see in a chemistry class. Uh, and away wow. we went. Yeah. Man. Anyway. Well, so, um, but for back to, sorry, and I apologize for the, for the coughing because, like I mentioned, sick with all of the things right now. I'm hopefully getting better here. Uh, but for you guys, you guys aren't yet in the back to school daycare phase, are you? Uh, I'm in daycare. Okay, well, I daycare. am not personally in daycare, but my my you don't go to daycare. daycare. You don't get know, snacks. Right? Uh, yeah, my my job unfortunately oh, okay. doesn't qualify as daycare. Oh, okay. Do they provide uh, snacks and an app? You don't get Capri Sun in the orange like slices. Google just snack. sounds like adult daycare to me. It really does. <laughs> Free snacks, <laughs> napping area. Like no, I don't get any of that stuff. So okay, so you do yeah, we are have yep. okay. So, and then we're but about to daycare's start our second in daycare too. But daycare's year round. Yep. So, okay, so it's not, not technically back to school, but 
when daycare first kind of started and, yeah. and you kind of actually the, the multi multi faceted thing i want to talk about the pricing for daycare as well oh, uh yeah. because that i feel like could at least in our area All it's like money. a second mortgage dude <laughs> i know a guy who's paying more for daycare than his actual mortgage he's paying wow, 2100 a month for his mortgage and 2600 for his daycare yeah but, but that th- th- we'll get to that in a second let's talk about sicknesses and how you've kind of dealt with that in your experience with daycare yeah, so our oldest has been in daycare since he was about six months old. Um, started oh, wow. in a baby room, and so now he's three. Like, he just turned three in August. Um, so he's been in daycare for, for quite a while. Um, it is, I mean, as much as they try, I think, that, you know, they have protocols in place where they clean the rooms, especially the baby rooms, the infant rooms. Like, they clean them all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the the people taking care of them are like wearing masks and they're wearing like foot covers and uh, like the place that we go to now, they actually change into scrubs when they get to work. Um, so not necessarily with the older rooms, but in the baby rooms, especially like they change into scrubs to make sure the babies stay as healthy as possible. Um, but even with that, like our, our experience with daycare is just for And if you guys aren't in daycare yet, uh, basically for the first two years, your kid is, pretty much constantly sick um just because so many kids are coming from other homes they have older siblings whatever it is somebody is carrying something in um so i remember like our son got rsv for the first time when he was eight months old super scary uh you know to have a, a respiratory virus for an eight month old um He's had like RSV, he's had COVID, he's had the flu, he's had hand, foot, and mouth. Um, he's had a number of stomach viruses, which have been conveniently passed on to myself and my wife. Um, and basically what we came to the conclusion of is that if your kid is around other kids, they're going to get sick. Yep. Their immune systems don't work very well. They haven't been exposed to very much. This is the time where they're building up that immunity. Yep. And in a daycare setting, they're all touching everything. And so no matter what the teachers do, no matter how thoroughly they clean, there's always going to be cross-contamination of some sort, which means as soon as one kid has it, uh, basically the entire class is going to have it, especially when it comes to stomach viruses. Like those oh. are... Because many of these, it's like the kids don't show symptoms until, like, they won't show symptoms while they're contagious. Right. So for the first three, four days, they might be going to school and, oh, they've got a little bit of a runny nose. Like, that could be teething. It could be any number of things. Mm. So, like, you're not going to keep them home if they don't have a fever. Like, I've got to go to work, which means my kid needs to go to daycare. Um, And so, you know, your kid might be contagious and giving this off for three or four days. And then all of a sudden the whole class starts coming down with it and they have to shut down a whole room and all kinds of stuff. Yep. Uh, So it's definitely a challenge, but you know, our son, I think has for the most part, I think come through kind of the worst of it. Now that he's in the three-year-old phase, like now he doesn't get sick nearly as much as he did. Um, but yeah, when he was young, it was, I mean, every two to three weeks we had some sort of serious illness going either just to him or through our whole house. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, uh, when our kids first started pre-K, uh, and then, and even like in Henry starting kindergarten, now he's starting first grade. It's the same thing. Like the summer, 
it's just and I, I guess just like specifically like rhinovirus, all that stuff is just not as prevalent mm-hmm. during the summertime. I don't know if it's the heat or whatever, but then school season starts up. They're just all touching the same things, licking the same things, doing just and then and then just, just bring home everything. And I, I mean, and some people deal with sicknesses well. Like I, my like my mother in law, she's she's never sick for more than a day. It's fine. I know my body and how it works. It is it is always a full <laughs> week minimum, and then and then I it's something triggers my asthma, and then I have like super chest congestion. I can't breathe, so it's like and it's like this cycle. And you would think that they like build up some sort of immunity or something, mm-hmm. but they don't. They just get it over yeah. and over and over again, uh, and that's just that's just how it is, though. You know, it it is what it is. Like you just kind of deal with it and you yeah. roll with it. But what sucks is when you have it. And you still, and we've talked about this in the past, you still have to like keep up with them because they don't let yeah. up, right? They don't have any empathy toward you being sick. It's like, no, like you could be face down into the toilet, just hurling your guts out. You're going to get a tap on your shoulder and you're like, yo, can I get goldfish? I'm like, yeah. no, I can't, right? And like, <laughs> no. Can I have, yeah. I you're going to have to give me I, a minute. I need, yeah. I need applesauce right now after you're done. The thing they don't that. really tell you is like, you don't get to quit parenting when you're sick. Nah, no, like, no, you exactly. just don't. Like you still have to keep going yep. even when you feel like you're, you know, dying a little bit. Um, you know, like I remember with my wife and I, we caught a, I think it was a norovirus or uh, it was a stomach flu basically. Yeah. And so my son had it and then it was like, all he wanted to do was cuddle with my wife. So like I knew she was going to get it, like no matter what we knew she was going to get it. So then she got it and everybody was sick and I was like, okay. Like, this is now, like, two days later. I'm like, I think I'm all right. Like, I think I made it through. Did not make it through. Yeah. <laughs> it was, no, it was yeah. a false hope. I thought I was okay. Oh. And then, like, two days after, as they were kind of on the mend, it hit me. Uh-huh. And we just all were down for the count for, like, three, four days. Mm. Uh, couldn't eat anything. Couldn't keep any liquids down. Mm. Um, and that that's... It just is what it is. I mean, you just, and again, you can't stop parenting. Like he still needs to be taken care of. We still have like scheduled doctor's appointments for him to, to get taken care of. We had to make sure he could eat and get enough fluids and this, that, and the other, while we're also trying to do the same thing for ourselves and have no energy because you have no food in your body. Yep. Uh, Prince Bougie on our discord, uh, August 20th, he goes, Kid is sick again with a cold and ear infection after 15 months of this. You would think that he would get used to it. However, the anxiety is still the same. LOL. So, yeah, I mean, like, he just echoed what we just talked about. Four yeah. days later, arg, my kid got over the cold and his daycare just sent me an email saying someone has hand, foot, and mouth. I'm like, yeah. So, yep. it's yep. just like, I mean, everything we just talked about, again, on our Discord, uh, he what he he posted that on the 20th of august and the 24th of august so four days apart yeah and yeah it's just like something happens you get over it get hit with another thing it's just i don't know that's just a vicious cycle that we live in man like i find amazing so we're big proponents of our kids need to play with other kids so that they do get sick and they do build these immunities because we're not doing daycare right Yeah, yeah um but i don't know i there must be a like you need a certain level of dosage like you have to play with sick kids for eight hours at a time or something (laughs) because i my buddy's got seven kids and we're over there once a week his kids 
touch, play, interact, whatever. They're 17 to two, three. Yeah. I think three. And we have, we have managed knock on wood to, uh, stay fairly free. We got a couple head colds, got a couple, mm-hmm. but no major incidents. And it actually occurred to me that like, you're not supposed to have your under six months old around kids because, uh, pertussis. Right. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things that's like, Oh yeah, I just realized that that was, I should make that a thing. I need to remember those things in my life while I'm yeah. dragging this five month old around. She's going to be six months tomorrow. Just so far yeah, as, like the but, reality of trying to shield them from that though, it's just like damn near impossible, yeah. you know, especially well, if they have a sibling too. like that, our son, right. our son's at daycare. He brings things home. And so like our son was born during COVID. So like when we did, labor and delivery it was you could not have any visitors you could not right. you know no one could come see you there was a limited number of people who would go in and out of your room everybody was masked all the time um and so you know there was i feel like things felt different at that point um but it was like if we made it through that then sort of the next round of things was like daycare right like mm-hmm. so we're so worried about getting that but then you come home with colds you come home with stomach viruses um, hand, foot, and mouth, which, by the way, you know, Prince Bougie, if your kid gets that, I feel for you because that hand, foot, and mouth is brutal. Um, that was that was by far, I think, one of the the uh, hand, foot, mouth, and RSV. I think were the two worst. Um, I would actually, I really don't want to say this. I think I would take a stomach virus over either of those. Oh hell no! I really think I would. Re- no, because like a stomach virus, I'm sick and I'm like done in a couple days. Like Twenty four like RSV, hours. Yeah, RSV. It's like That's, I mean, yeah, it's because I mean, RSV, RSV yeah. is scary. Because like RSV, for us, we dealt with it. Yeah, we. I for mean, us, like our, I think that's what led to our son has like. um basically like childhood asthma, like very mild asthma. We yeah. think it's because he got RSV so young. Oh, but I remember like sitting and, you know, talking about how to deal with it. Right. Like I remember one of the suggestions from the pediatrician was like, we can give him an inhaler. We can do all these things. Uh-huh. But if he's having trouble breathing, cause you'll see them like belly breathe instead mm-hmm. of being able to breathe through their chest. Yeah. They're like one of the things they'll get these bouts of basically asthma more or less. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're like, if it's in the winter time and they're having these coughing fits where they can't breathe, the best thing you can do is like, by the time you get to the ER, it's probably going to be over. So either take them and sit them in front of the freezer or take them outside if it's cold. Huh. And so I remember like hearing my son like struggling to breathe at like three o'clock in the morning and literally like scooping him out of his bed, sitting outside in my garage on the concrete floor with the freezer door open with my literally my back in the freezer and oh. him sleeping on my shoulder. And I'm sitting there like in my boxers with my kid on my shoulder. <laughs> what? Dude, you're getting pneumonia. Like, yeah, I'm literally like f- sitting inside a freezer. But Dude, I knew that, that like do... he could breathe and he right. was okay. And so like yeah. it's those situations where you just you just deal with it as it comes. And now it's like kind of a funny, scary story. But like at the time, like yeah, those things scary. are super scary, but you just right. – you just figure out what you need to do and you just make it happen. I think that the toughest part, especially when you're dealing with kids that are like under two, is that you can't give them anything. Like, right. I mean, like not even to like help them alleviate their symptoms. There's no like day quill or, and I remember like the first few times, like, like our kids really got sick and we start, and we, you know, you try to go to like some pharmacy or try to get some sort of over the counter medication. And you're just like, none of this is, it's, 
it's always like consult your doctor if under two but, under, yeah. or even under four like up to four yeah. it's like there's like no medicine that's like safe to give them other than like maybe tylenol like dye free tylenol mm-hmm. right uh like other than that it's like damn like we can't give them anything and you just have to basically sit there and watch your kids suffer which is one of the most excruciating parts that mm. i did not talk about earlier talk about like how it's tough for you know tough for them to get sick tough for us to get sick very selfishly but the reality is watching your kids get sick and not being able to give them anything for it that's what really sucks man that's what really sucks so, so we had to take our at the time she was 36 hours old so our youngest, she, I don't want to say she stopped breathing, but she got to the point at 36 hours, we had just gotten home first night at sleep where she was doing that, like gagging on her own spit, couldn't like, mm. she was just wheezing for lack of a better term. She was wheezing. And by yeah. the time we got to the ER, I'm like, I have a 36 hour old baby that's wheezing. They <laughs> sat us in the waiting room for 30 minutes. Oh. The, the and I'm looking at the nurse and she's doing like I, I was livid. I I refuse to go yeah, back usually, to the CR. Yeah, usually like <laughs> but, with breathing, no. they they yeah, usually yeah. They right. I walk in things. with a complaint that a 36 hour old kid is not breathing well, and she proceeds to weigh, test, and do everything else for this family who had uh, um what do you call it? Just basically COVID symptoms. They didn't have COVID, but they were COVID symptoms, the whole family. And they were six through 40. Right. And we're sitting there for half an hour. And I'm like, if thank God, my kid is like, I can hear my kid breathing and she's fine. But Mm -hmm. I was amazed at the lack of responsiveness. So that's, that's the the only thing that drives me up a wall is like, there is a point at which, it's an emergency in my head. Yeah. And other people mm-hmm. need to respond appropriately. And if they're not, I'm getting very angry very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, that's hard to deal with. It's just some, some providers are just dismissive, like, because that's just, I don't know, it's just stupid. But like for a 36 hour yeah. old, old, that's a fresh baby. I don't know. I feel like as yeah, anyone as a human, pretty much want that constitutes an emergency. And that's, yeah, I was right? pissed. And that I mean, nurse that's the hard was, part, right? That nurse was not my favorite person in the world. The pediatrician showed up almost immediately when we got into the room. Mm. It was like, okay, what's going on? I'm like, she's been wheezing for a half an hour. Like, and they yeah. plugged her right up and they're like, she's fine. She's breathing. It's not. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's nothing yeah. going on. We're going to do an x-ray just to make sure. But yeah, it's still like. Yeah, to wait a half an hour, I was pissed. You know, it's and funny. I left my car in the emergency thing the whole time. I was like, "Nope, forget this. If you're not going to help me, yeah, my car is sitting in the right in front of the emergency doors. Like, I'm not even going to do that." Right Scott, thing. just throw the keys out into the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, having reviewed a ton of these smart baby monitors and stuff like that, that could track breathing and all that stuff, like I've gotten. A, a range of parents who are like, this is the greatest invention ever. And others who are like, you don't need that bullshit. You know, all that. Yeah. You know, I've gotten both sides of it, but uh, I will. And I guess I've kind of softened on like, you need smart monitors. I think they're really cool, but like, no, I think you do fine with just a good old non-connected baby monitor. But in those moments where our kids were sick, it was really nice having an outlet sock yeah. or Miku or Nanit yeah. to have, some some way to yep. keep an eye on things right. when they have like bad colds, bad respiratory, RSV, mm-hmm. like you're yeah. talking about, 
Like, yeah, which, we, which we were so in the year. thankful for it for our, it, when we had RSV. Dude, it was really nice at the time because I'm always cycling through different monitors. It was really nice at the time we were using Owlet, full on mm-hmm. sock uh, tracking vitals and and the blood saturation, uh, the oxygen uh, levels, and all that. It was uh, yeah, it was actually really nice to be like to be able to check on the phone. And be like, are she, she's still breathing? Yeah. Uh, because when your kid is That's... sick for you know seven days and you just want to make sure they're good when they're sleeping, it's uh. That's when I feel like th- those things really deliver in value, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, it wasn't on our agenda. But Ben, do we, do we quickly want to talk about what's going on with Miku real quick? Yeah, yeah. Ken. So um, I got two of them. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. let's 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 give a, a quick two minute rundown about the email that they sent a few days ago, and then the email they just that they just sent on Friday, uh, and. For if this is a uh, for anyone who's listening, we're just gonna do a quick rundown because it might not be relevant to everyone. There's a smart monitor brand called Miku. Uh, they're they're one of my most recommended. They they kind of are in that premium tier of monitors with Nanit, Owlet, uh, but they're in a little bit of uh, financial trouble. They just filed for uh, bankruptcy. Ben, mm-hmm. do you just want to kind of give a quick rundown as to what's going on? Yeah, yeah. So I put together like two quick videos on this on my Instagram just because I thought it was super important. Because like you, Andrew, I mean, this is one of the most. It's the one that we use. It's the one we recommend to pretty much everybody who's having a kid. And so they sent out two emails. So the first one came on August, I think it was twenty fifth or something like that. Um, but they they had sent out a letter to their customers stating that they were filing for bankruptcy. Um, there was a number of letters in kind of a Google Drive area that that their customers could access, but one of them um, was talking about the potential sale of the company, uh, the bankruptcy proceedings, and kind of what was happening with the organization. And then the second piece they were talking about was um, so one of the big benefits of the Miku monitor is that there is there is a monthly subscription fee that you can get for the I think it's called Care Plus I think it's like fifteen yep. bucks a month. But the base monitor, which is on sale, I think like four hundred dollars. Like it's very expensive. I think it um, retails at three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's pretty expensive. Um, the monitor itself, without a subscription, you get the as Andrew said, the live breathing. You get two way audio and two way talk. You get like uh, lullabies and stuff you can put in it. Um, there's all kinds of features that you get just because it's a premium monitor. And so because the company appears to be in some financial straits, uh, they had asked the bankruptcy court if they could implement a $9.99 a month subscription fee to access all of the core features of the Miku. So all of the stuff that you get for free that you're paying this $400 for, for with this monitor that has been, you know, that we've used for the last two, you know, three years since our son was born. Um, would now cost you an additional $10 a month. And if you didn't pay that $10 a month, all you would get was live audio and video. No two-way so talk, no music, right. no live breathing, no uh, no anything, basically. So it basically yeah. becomes a very expensive Google like Nest camera. Yeah. Um, and so then I made a quick video about that. And then two days later, um, they sent another email to their customers, which said, well, um, turns out we're not going to be uh, pursuing this nine ninety nine a month subscription fee. Uh, basically, you can ignore this. We're going to proceed with our bankruptcy. So 
Big downside, they are still pursuing their bankruptcy, which could be for a number of reasons to restructure bad debt, to potentially get themselves well, in a better position for a sale. Could be a lot of stuff. They they had a big problem. They released a firmware update that nuked mm. like two thirds of the devices. And so they it had to replace That's why I stopped using yeah. it. Yeah. They had to replace everybody's hardware, which was a huge cost to them yep. financially. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm guessing it ate all their working capital. Just I'm sure one. it did update right. literally one yeah. one developer update. made one mistake rushed their entire business. Their system. yeah yep. so uh so they walked it back they're not doing the 9.99 a month subscription but i mean we'll see what comes out of these bankruptcy proceedings again could be a restructure of debt it could be to get out of the debt to make themselves more attractive for a sale it could be well, a listen, lot of potential it's, outcomes it's so, so interesting i, mean, I I've I've seen these smart monitors kind of pop up from the very very beginning. One of the earliest ones being Cocoon. I still mm-hmm. have that camera. It's now a relic uh, because it is now a defunct company. Uh, really cool device, but you know, it just it doesn't matter how cool the tech is. Miku is amazing. Like it, like in theory, like what it does. Like Andrew, you've got two of them, right? Yep. Like what I it does them. is really good. But at the same time, like we've seen Owlet struggle, and now finally, I feel like Owlet is kind of gone up and gone down and right back up and now they're fda approved so i I see longevity with outlet nana is thriving right now really they're they're expanding to different verticals so like i see them i don't know honestly i don't know if miku is going to be a thing in a year or two i I don't know know if the company will survive i think the device will survive and here's the reason i think they were told you cannot do the subscription model because mm. everything I've seen, it's all in that device. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's right. The lullabies are in the device. The two-way communications in the device. The 30 days of recording is on the device. Right. Yeah. So like if you actually go look at this is a weird technical thing, but if you go look at your network traffic, like my smartphone doesn't really leave my local network when it talks to my MeQ device. Mm-hmm. It's only when like my mother wants to remote in and get it that they need a backend server to make the connection and provide her those details. Right. So I think if I had to guess, there's a ton of value. So we'll call it a swag. It's a a, a educated guess, right. In the physical hardware, the math, the math and technology behind the camera that they've done to do the breathing and the movement detection. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that piece is going to be of value to someone to purchase and reproduce that device. Yep. I think Miku failed and the company will fail in the sense that they didn't have a proper financial background to keep making devices and then supporting them when things like, hey, you had a bad developer who nuked two thirds of your devices, right? It's just so sad, man. Well, it's something you can't buy insurance for. No, exactly. Like, like well, how do you buy corporate insurance for, I think a developer might make a mistake and I need to <laughs> be able to re- replace two thirds of my sold products. Right. Right. Um, uh, well, that being said, I was paying the nine ninety nine. Oh, you were? Oh, had it been Regardless? approved, I would have just, yep, sign up, done, move on with my day. I would have just switched well, because I can, because I freaking have all these the freaking devices the sitting around. And having but, a dozen yeah. monitors sitting around. Well, I already did switch. But I mean, uh, the point is, you know, if, you know, while I still do like Miku, I mean, up to this point, even in the course, it was kind of one of my like my top recommended thing. You know, that's going to have to change because I we don't like the where it'll stand. Like I, I feel like they're going to just sunset everything, and and you know, I I don't know. It's very murky. Uh, so you know, if you are in the buying decision right now, 
my honest advice would probably be to pivot toward uh, uh, something like uh, Nanit or Owlet, which are HSA uh, eligible and all that. So uh, uh, FSA. I FSA. I don't think you can buy a Miku anymore. I think they pulled them. Did they pull them already? I think that was part of the bankruptcy well, documentation. If I read correctly, they're going to stop retail sales. And Well, there you go. I, if, they, if they haven't pulled I, all my affiliate, <laughs> everything that, let that me they see. probably should have. Well, so, Amazon uh, this real quick. See if you can still get one. Well, if you if you can, I would avoid it because they probably will end support very very soon. Mm. Yeah, uh, you can't get a Miku camera on Amazon right now. Oh, oh, there so you they go. pulled them down completely. That's sad, man. It's just sad to like witness sad. like like someone dying a, almost. Like yeah, you're watching it's like such it in an real time. Explosion. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just such just an implosion sucks. of such a great product. But again, I mean, I think to to Andrew Saunders' point, you know. I think the the value is still in the technology. So yes, I think right. that they are right for a buyout by a larger organization. Like I could see like a Doral brands like buying out their technology and saying oh, yeah. like, oh, instead of having to develop this in our own monitors, now we have right. the sensor fusion right. and we just package yeah. it nicely to fit in yep. our That would be ecosystem. so amazing because I mean, Doral because if, if I was Nanit I'd be targeting if I was Nanit, I'd be targeting Miku right now. I feel like Nanit like to, yeah. to get I, rid of the the bundle thing, right? Yeah. To get rid of the that's why I didn't choose if, them is because I had to wrap right. my kid if in the swaddle. If they were swaddle. smart enough, they would do that. But I feel like uh, you know, Don't Nanit, I feel like Nanit. Just, they're, they're just set in their ways. They're like, you know what? Well, We've got, well it, that's the thing because they you know it requires a wearable of fabrics. They can sell more stuff. Right. More sleep sacks, mm-hmm. more you know bands and all that stuff. So it's like buying centrifusion technology would actually just hurt them because it would strip away the need for other products. Whereas like sure. Ben and I met with um, Safety First, who is under yeah. Durrell Brands, and they are releasing a bunch of new stuff very soon, and it looks really good. Like we yeah. we got a fun behind the scenes, behind the curtain look at some things that we're not necessarily allowed to talk about. But I feel like. If they could buy the sensor fusion technology off of Nanit, because the stuff is like radar. It was originally oh, right. Miku's technology was originally used to be put up in drones, uh, so that mm-hmm. it could fly over battlefields and get a uh, an aerial view of what soldiers are alive and which ones are dead, like to get real time vitals of hundreds <laughs> of soldiers at a, at, a, at, a, at a time. It was military technology that the guy is like, you know what? I could also use it to like check on my infant. So they right. put it into a camera, yeah. and, they, and they made it a proprietary technology. It was basically radar. Uh, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I still don't know the ramifications of the What's... EMFs that are going into the baby, uh, which I, I believe are actually very, very, very minimal, um, less than what your phone is, is putting into your thigh. Uh... I, I, I tell you what, if we're all worried about EMFs, we would have known by now because the federal government was broadcasting television wavelengths for – I mean, since long television time, became a thing, right? Yeah, like the whole public broadcast radio wave system just got shut down <laughs> in what? Oh, f- 2014. Recently. Yeah, yeah, is when they when they got rid of the <laughs> standard definition TV, right? And when they did that, <laughs> they shut off the radio wave. So we've been bombarded our whole lives, and we're not yeah, broken. Right, we're just mess. addicted to video games and Dude, we have, social it's, media. It's we have Wi-Fi. We all have ADHD, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not um, a byproduct of EMF radiation. Listen, we went on a good tangent on Miku Sorry. and all that. Sorry, that was very niche, guys. But we, you know, it's like, we took a hard left, but hopefully it helps some people make some decisions on. Yeah, the hopefully. However, ultimately, that's the goal. 
Baby was, monitors do help with anxiety and fears. There you which go. Which leads us to our next topic. This is very true. I want to read this Discord segue. comment. Segue. See, this is why Andrew's here, man. This is why. He's with the good with the segues. Uh, Javier from Miami posted on Discord. Check this out. Hi, dads. Please let me know if this is not right. Um, not the right forum to discuss. But well, it is. It is. By the Javier. way, you, perfect you forum. Perfect. You yeah. did it right. Perfect. You did Excellent. it right, Javier, man. Uh, basically. I've been experiencing some really bad anxiety over the first month of my daughter's life. She's perfectly healthy and beautiful, but the weight of this change in my life is heavy and definitely impacting my day-to-day. I'm seeking therapy on my own to address this anxiety, which good on you, man, to be able to like take yeah, that step to, to push for that. That's good for you, man. That's, that's awesome. Uh, but my therapist encouraged me to reach out and make friends uh, that have gone through this or are going through the same thing. So I'm here. Good for you, man. Uh, it's you know not the most active Discord in the world, but it's it's you know it's it's there. I tell you it what, exists and people I have haven't engaged. seen a post get ignored on our Discord. That, yeah. I have never seen anyone post a "Hey, I'm having this problem." Hey, I have a question, and no one responds. Might I, take a day. Might take and two that, days. I'm so grateful for the mods. I'm so grateful for the mods in the community because, like, it's I'm not always in there. But they're guy, they're dads that, that keep it going, that that talk, that answer. So uh, it's I'm I'm really glad that something like this will go. You know, well, we, we heart you too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, to continue his his quote, he says, "So I'm here. Uh, I I really feel guilty over these feelings. I mean, I should be happy, right? And I was all throughout the pregnancy and the first week post birth, but." The three weeks after, I've been a wreck. Oh, excuse me. A little burp there. Uh, and nobody else I know in real life seems to be experiencing fatherhood the same way. Uh, if this resonated with you, please reach out. I just want to make friends and maybe learn from someone else's experience to help me get past this bump on my road. Thanks in advance. So there's a lot of things in there. But basically, it's something that I feel like is kind of a taboo topic that dads, mm-hmm. you know, don't really open up about because, you know, we've got this. We figure it out. We, you know, it's, you know, if I feel these things, I'm not a real man. You know, it's just, you know, I, I shouldn't have to. I'm not worried. You know, it's easy. You know, all that stuff. These yeah. are just these preconceived notions that are just f- frankly false. Right. To have anxiety, postpartum anxiety, um, especially in those first months, those pivotal first months of your baby's life. Uh, that is actually way more commonplace than you may realize, mm-hmm. uh, and you're not alone. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what it ends. Dads. I'm 18 months yeah. in, and still yeah, like moms and dads. Yeah, so um, you hear a lot about postpartum depression, uh, which again, very serious topic. But one of the things that goes much less discussed is uh, postpartum anxiety, for sure. And yes. Again, in both mom and dad. I mean, I to to Javier's point, if I if you go back on the Discord, I think I posted something like this. Before my first kid was born. No, it's on it's on Facebook. Actually, I posted like this long. I'm having fears. I'm a diatribe of like, what do I do? Right? Yeah. Because it I was in the exact same place, right? And yeah. still am. I mean, it's there are points when I walk upstairs, open my kid's door and go, Okay, yep, the camera said she's breathing, but yeah. She's still there. She's still breathing. She's still moving. Yeah. Right. She's 18 months old. Like I, I have, I should be done with the SIDS fear for an 18 month old kid, Right. but I'm, I'm still up there opening the door going, mm, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. She's moving. Like yep. life is good. Right. 
Um, so, I'm curious. It, it won't end. Like, no, it doesn't. It, and it just continues. And then you get into the stage where your kids are constantly sick. And then it's just like, you know, there's always some level of anxiety. Uh, for me, uh, there's a lot of like neatness, OCD, and just kids are constantly a mess. That kind of feels a little bit of anxiety for me, something that I'm still dealing with personally as well. Uh, so no, it's not, it's not like, it's not uncommon. Okay. Uh, right. what you feel and, and the anxiety can come from a number of things. It could be <laughs> the way that you're, I don't it didn't even have to be baby related. It could be marriage related and spouse related, you know, just like we're just not having sex anymore. Or I mean, it could be come from so many right. places, but I just, you know, there First, I, Javier, I'm really glad that you're that you're doing your own therapy. That you're that you're taking the time to to do this. Uh, I hope that you're finding uh, support and help and friends as well, uh, whether that's through Discord or or, or where have you. But uh, it, it's it's really cool that, that that you're stepping up to do that. When it comes to dealing with it, though, like dealing with the anxiety from I don't know what exact what the sources are, but dealing with it, Andrew, like for you. You dealt with mm-hmm. it a little bit. It never goes oh, away. I mean, how doesn't. have you kind of like? It's not easy. It's a day to day battle thing. You know, sometimes some some days are better than others. Right. Like, for you, how have you kind of like, you know, got, gotten through it? You know, what are some examples of um, you know, you know, moments I'm of anxiety in, for you? Right. So so I'm I'm the crazy gadget dad. Right. I've got yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got baby monitors. I've got tons of toys <laughs> for them. I mean, I really. I have spent nights with the Miku stream up on my phone asleep because I will wake up and I'll just look and I'll be like, okay, she's still there. Right. Like it, it was in a very real way. The Miku helped me get over some of that anxiety of like, is my kids safe in their crib alone without me? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of research and, that kind of thing. So a lot of the ways I get over my anxiety is to go see how realistic I'm being in my fears. Um, so, and this, one of the triggers for me is it's, it's a dumb trigger. I know it's a dumb trigger, but if I see a kid hurt or sick on a TV show, like if I see, you know, Hey, random baby number 46 got kidnapped on the cop drama I'm watching. Right. I go into full, like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to stop that from happening? What are the systems I can do to, right? And it sounds stupid, but my kids have AirTag bracelets now. Yeah, it sounds dumb. But but it's one of those, it's, sure, an AirTag's expensive or whatever, but I couldn't let that anxiety overwhelm me with the thought of, like, how am I going to keep my kid from getting kidnapped? So I bought all the tool I could short of embedding a GPS tag under their skin <laughs> to make sure that uh, I knew where they were, right? So, and, so so, to some extent, like, that's something that you can control, right? That can be like, right. you know what, there's a concern in my head. I, I can find some sort of way right. to control that. But some things that are, like, I guess out of your control, right? Like, your kid's oh, just going to get sick, right? It's just, like, right. when it comes to that, mm-hmm. how have you Educa- kind of... I educate myself. You just read? I really do. I do the research. I know what the risks are. I know what the treatments are. I mm. do the, I mean, and this is um, like when, when Prince Bougie was talking about his kid getting sick again, right? One of the first things I posted was a, uh, Hey, check this out. It it wasn't even going to help him. 
but it was a your immune system's based on your DNA. Look at this, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. just just yeah. having that knowledge back here yeah. alleviated some of the anxiety to know that I mean, this is an amazing fact. There are forty five thousand antibiotics built into the human genome. That's built amazing. in right? That's wild. It's it, not like, working for me right now though. What's <laughs> right, but you gotta Andrew imagine has like seven. Think think about all of the things that we get sick from. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's at least a one in forty five thousand chance, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and so there's things like that that kind of, again, they help me with that weird I can't control it anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I end up cooking and eating a lot of carbohydrates. Like I've been on a baking you, 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 baking yeah. thing, right? Like I can control this. I can baking make this. It comforting. can happen. It's delicious. Um, and then I always chuckle when I see it on the TV shows, like the people who go crazy, and then the like their whole thing whole kitchens filled with cookies yeah that's been me once or twice in my life i'm not gonna lie <laughs> dude i really so, lean on my wife for like i just like i don't know like she and i are like really an open book so mm-hmm. when we i'm feeling anything it's just like hey babe can i can i like be real and it's just, yeah what's up right. what's up and and it would just we yeah, just let you it have out. that support for each other yeah, yeah. and yeah. sometimes it's like like uncomfortable truths or uncomfortable just like or just like even just like dumb things you're just like i'm just struggling man i'm at a 20 right now out of or i i think there's this one um uh, marriage therapist she and her husband they have like this code where they walk into the door yeah when they get home from work when they get home from work and then yep. they kind of like take each other's temperature like out of 100 like where are you at like today i'm at a 20 babe i can't it's like then don't don't cook dinner don't cut the don't put the kids to bed that's not you. You're at a 20. Right. You're at a 10. I got this because I'm at 80, right? So nice. my 80 can really help your 20 out, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like Katie and I, I mean, we're not always like that. We're not always locked in step and in sync and all perfect. But like lately, especially when I've been sick, especially this past week, man, I'm like, babe, I'm literally at like a, almost like a, at a zero. Like I can't, I couldn't even muster the energy to like wash the dishes or anything. She's like, got it. I'm at a hundred. Yeah. I'm good. And she played with the kids. She put them down. And I literally just curled up in a ball and just like went to sleep at like 6 PM. So, and, 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 and oh. I don't know. And, but that, uh, I guess like beyond just anxiety and all that stuff, like really like taking your, your temperature with your, with your spouse and, mm-hmm. and really helping to like kind of be their crutch or right. take the time to communicate, crutch. take yeah. the time to communicate. That's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that we found in our relationship after having kids is like, I think when you're a, a couple without kids, it's easier to let things go because there may be like another release valve, right? Mm-hmm, like I can right. go to the gym, I can go on a run, I can go, you know, enjoy time with my friends by myself as like my release. But once you have kids and you both are, you know, responsible for the lives of, of another human being a lot of those release valves kind of get left by the wayside, right? You might not have as many hobbies because you just simply don't have the time. And so your communication is going to have to become part of that release process because you're also both struggling with things that you went through in your past, things that you're going through currently, things, again, anxiety, fear, stress, those are all born from somewhere. Um, And if you, can't reliably communicate those between each other 
that's when you start running into issues where like, you know, I discipline differently than you do, or I'm just in a bad mood and I'm like taking it out on everyone around me, but you don't necessarily know that that's born out of like, I am afraid of something and maybe talking it through allows me to understand where it's actually coming from. I mean, I, I can tell you that when, from my perspective, I have a lot of, if I, present an anxiety to my wife mm-hmm. all of a sudden that becomes her anxiety mm. right and so there's a lot of that like yeah she's great to talk to we work it through we both have solutions but there are times when she's relying on me to be the strong one and if i'm mm-hmm. starting to break down then yeah. then it's it's just exacerbating the problem right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so that's one thing that i've struggled with and had to be aware of is it in that sense if you're talking about who's the emotional one and who's the logical one, right? I'm very much the logical one and she's very much the emotional one. Mm-hmm. And when that, when I have to be emotional, yeah, I can't, I don't want to say I can't rely on her, but it's harder for her to take on that logical role. Mm-hmm. And she, she likes to be anxious with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that doesn't, that doesn't help. And, mm-hmm. and I am missing things like, I mean, I used to spend two or three hours at the bar every week with the guys, Mm, right? That's gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. I literally, if I go to the bar for two or three hours with the guys, the wife is at home with two kids and it's a problem when I get back, right? Mm -hmm. Just, Mm -hmm. just from the sense of she's now exhausted or whatever she had planned for the evening didn't get done or right. And they're Mm -hmm. under two, like it's two kids under two. Two It's not just. Two, for sure. two kids running around watching TV and playing video games while I'm gone for two hours. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's for me, it was finding other places to relieve my anxiety or to calm down or relax mm-hmm. that were not, that didn't involve me leaving and stopping being a parent, but yeah. still allowed me to not put my anxieties on her. Right. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah. It, 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 makes that a lot of it makes a lot of sense. So, do you so know, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's, I like, that's, that's a big one. I end up in the car a lot. We do a lot of like one hour. Hey, kid, get in the car seat. We're going to go take a stroll. Hopefully you'll fall asleep and I'll listen to this audiobook. That's actually yeah. a really relaxing thing that we'll do. Like all of us will, especially when we had just had one, uh, we would just get into the car and just drive and just do what we call just mm-hmm. like a Sunday drive. Take like a road trip. Uh, yeah. And we yeah. just like drive and just like go to like new communities that are like doing like new builds, new constructions. And we just like drive yeah. around and then kind of just like one of us will like hop out and like, Hey, that one's under construction. You want to go see what their, what the kitchen finishes are that while yeah. the baby just like babbles in the back or just sleeps and we can just like, you judge other people's homes. That's yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. We do that. Oh, exactly. but drive around yeah. and judge other people's homes. That, yep. yeah. that was just... It's, oh. it's so weird the things you do to relax Like once you become a grown-up. Yeah. Like, right? like, like grocery shopping like late at night if you have the ability oh to. God. Like an empty yeah. grocery store is one of the most relaxing things like, Dude. in the world. Dude. You show it, up at the grocery store at midnight... It's actually and you really leave nice. with yeah. two carts, yeah. and you're like, "What? I, I just needed eggs." Yeah, this yeah. happened. Yeah. About all the things. It's either yeah. it's either something super nice and relaxing, or something like super criminal that's going to end up on TikTok. That's like yeah. this happened right. at Walmart yeah. at two a.m. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah. no, but like indulging in some of those some of those things that make you relax. You know, whether yeah. that's together with your with your spouse and doing a drive, or an hour of gaming, or you know, streaming mm-hmm. on Twitch, or I don't know, whatever. I, I maintaining those outlets is actually really good, really healthy. 
if you're in the course, there is a full thing that I – there's a full uh, module where we talk about postpartum mental health with Dr. Singley from the Center uh, of Men's Excellence. That's in the course, in the Father Figured course. If you haven't watched that, that is a really, 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 really good video that I – it was like a 40-minute video that I – or interview that I did like with Dr. Singley. And he just discusses that, that like you need to prioritize your happiness, you know, like yeah. um, it, it's it's really important. Rereading Javier's comment, he says, I feel really guilty over having these feelings of the mm-hmm. anxiety. We talked about it early on, but like don't like it's hard. It's easy for us to just say, don't feel guilty. But like really feeling guilt over that, there's, you know, your feelings are valid. You shouldn't feel guilty okay. for things that are perfectly normal. And I think yes. I think we need to normalize the idea that that dads and men feel feelings. Like we have anxieties, <laughs> we have what? fears, we have desires and yeah. you know, we have all these things. We are multifaceted. Yeah. And so, you know, to not acknowledge those to to say, you know, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like, I think it does a disservice to us and to our kids, especially Mm -hmm. our sons. Mm -hmm. So the idea that, like, should I be an example for my son where I don't express my emotions in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that's the thing that kind of – those are the the things that I get afraid of or, like – In the healthy way. Right, yes. So it's it's confronting the things – that you went through are going through, do not have the tools to deal with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about therapy, um, you know, finding uh, breathing techniques, meditation, exercise, whatever it is that works for you, finding a way to manage those emotions so that when you do get into a stressful situation or you do confront those anxieties, you have the tools to be able to deal with them. I mean, at the end of the day, what you can't draw water from an empty bucket, right? Like you have yeah. to be able to fill yourself emotionally. You have to be able to fulfill yourself emotionally to be able to handle those stressful situations. And so like I've talked about on previous podcasts, like some of the things that I do for myself are now the things that I do with my son, like mm-hmm. learning how to, uh, you know, use your breath to control your sort of anxious state, right? So like if I'm feeling really anxious or I'm feeling angry or I feel like out of control of my emotions, being able to recognize that and stop and take, just pause and take a couple of really deep breaths, recenter my mind and kind of reframe the situation to say, okay, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. What is this something that's within my control? Can I influence this at all? And if the answer is no, then me being upset about it or anxious about it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't make the situation any better because it's completely out of my control. I have no control. Yeah. And so at that point, I have two choices. I can either continue to be anxious and not help anyone, or I can find a way to reframe it so that I can actually be, um, you know, supportive, helpful, you know, whatever it is. Um, but we do that with our son all the time. If he's having like big feelings, big emotions, we'll stop and I'll either pick him up and hold him or I'll stop with him. I'll get down on one knee and I'll be like, okay, it sounds like, you know, we're having a a big issue here. 
take a deep breath, take a deep breath with me. And I'll just have him sit there and just breathe a couple of times and go, okay, let's try and figure this out. Like what is going on? Tell me mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we restart the conversation. And that's, and, and like you said, you have that, you have that fork in the road where you have, you have a choice to make. And when you choose that route to like reframe and say like mm -hmm. this, no, we are going to go this direction instead. That begins right. with your deep breath. And then from there, mm -hmm. you kind of think through the, and, and, and try to kind of center yourself. Yeah. There's yeah. a great book yeah, on this entire topic by Mark Manson, the Manson that I absolutely love. It's called the subtle art of not giving up. Oh and, yeah. 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 And yeah. as, as bad as the title is right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really good title. helps <laughs> if you read it and learn and, and you get, you get a few skills in how to deal with the, I have no control over this. Why am I, why am I wasting my time, effort, and energy on That's this a... thing I don't have control over? Yeah. And and I think, like, my big advice to Javier was, I'm feeling guilty. Cool. Feel guilty. Yeah. Feel guilty. Yeah. It's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that feeling. What yeah. you can't do is get stuck in that feeling. Right. Take a yeah. half an hour, feel guilty, and then figure out what you can do next. Right. right. What is the next step? It's it's there's nothing wrong. I get I feel guilty all the time about, you know, spending an hour or so on a podcast when my wife's upstairs with two kids. Right. Right. But this is something <laughs> yeah. that helps me. It's an outlet. It it provides to a greater community. Right. And so yeah. it again, I think there's um finding the right tools to step out of that anxiety and the guilt is huge. And when Ben was talking, my immediate one was, look, if you have trouble with this, you want to practice it, do it in traffic. Mm -hmm. Go park yourself in 5 p.m. <laughs> in interstate traffic, right, with somewhere to be. Because you're going to get upset. You're going to be frustrated. Nobody's moving. But guess what? You have no control. So all you're doing is making yourself anxious and upset. <laughs> That's a good way to think yeah. about it. It doesn't, right? make it, it doesn't make the situation any it better. It doesn't yeah. make the situation yeah. any better. You move. just get hostile, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Put your cruise control on slow, on move six. yourself to the right lane, and and hang Just, out yeah, until exactly. it ends, right? Because it doesn't help. You're not going to do any – you're not – sorry, what am I trying to say? If you can look at all the guilty, the frustrating, the anxiety, as if stuck in traffic, mm -hmm. I think it, you start to reframe those things and go, oh, okay. I need to take a step back, take a moment, right? And mm. and we were all taught you're angry, count to ten, take breaths, right? Yeah, right. that's yeah. the very basics of everything right. Ben was talking about. And it doesn't have to just be anger. It yeah. works with guilt. It works with anxiety. It works with sadness. It works with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Javier, um, and d there's one line though that stuck out to me. He goes, "I mean, I should be happy, right? With like the postpartum stage." And, you know, and, and in your head, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you should be happy, of course. But then at, at the same time, I think back to me and I'm like, I wasn't always happy, though, in those early months. I was like, I was like really frustrated. So it's like, yeah, you should be happy. Sure. But that's not the only emotion uh, that you're that you should be or will be feeling well, in this, the early months. This, this idea that like there's a should be. Yeah. Right? No. Right. There isn't a should be. Yeah, it's, exactly. You know, maybe you you're, you're going. Yeah, you can be happy, but again, you but are a human being that's experiencing a human experience and experiencing a range of emotions that come with it. Yeah, you are or will experience a drastic change 
in your sleep, in your lifestyle, in your responsibilities. <laughs> and here's here's the thing. Your paycheck. Right. Your paycheck. <laughs> All your money is right? going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. Like, you are now responsible for another human being. And that is an awesome responsibility. But you feel the weight of that. And if you're if you don't, then I would question your motivation as a parent. Yeah. Because the people that I know who truly, truly care about their kids and are some of the best people I, I have ever met have the same anxieties, the same fears, or anxiety and fear over you know, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I, did I yell at my kid too much? Did I, you know, should I have raised my voice there? Was that really a big deal? And so as parents, I feel like good parents are consistently worried about whether or not they're doing the right thing and what the long-term impact of that is. I mean, I had this conversation with my wife last night, like full transparency. I came down after, you know, talking to my son and he just had like a really rough night. Didn't, didn't take a nap that day. Like we just had a tough night and I got done with him and I, I walked downstairs and I just like, my wife was watching, washing dishes. And I was just like, can you just give me a hug? Like, I just, I just need a hug. She gave me a hug and I sat down and I was just sort of talking with her and I just looked at her and I was like, I am so afraid that I am not enough that in some way I will not be enough for my kids to, to get them to the place that I want them to be, right? To get them beyond my capabilities, to get them beyond my, you know, emotional intelligence, whatever it is, to be better people than I am. And so, like, that's a really, I think, a really real fear when I talk to other dads who, mm -hmm. like, truly care about the job that they're doing is, like, that's a, that's a regular thing is to think, like, am I doing enough? Am I enough? Am I earning enough? Am I, you know, you carry this weight, of raising these tiny humans on your shoulders, um, you know, and it's, it is an awesome responsibility, but at the end of the day, like think back to your childhood and, you know, whether it was good or bad, how many of those details do you remember? Um, <laughs> so much of that is, is you remember how people made you feel. You remember the time that people dedicated to you and the, the experiences you had with them. And that's what I want to give my kids is that time, the experience, the the emotion, so that when they grow up and they talk about me, um, that they they say that they want to make their kids feel the way that their dad made them feel, like safe, secure, emotionally stable, all of those things. But that comes down to me working on myself to know that like I'm doing the best I can in the moment and I think for all dads, give yourself some grace and forgiveness. Like none of us are perfect. We're going to screw it up a whole bunch, but hopefully we get it right more often than not because we are consistently trying to be better. Guys, uh, I hope that this episode has really helped you out, specifically Javier. I hope our, our conversation has kind of helped and uh, we fully intend to bring in some more questions and topics from our discord as well as um, uh, YouTube comments and all that uh, to, to answer on this podcast moving forward. Uh, look at our Spotify. We, I did, we always ask for like the ratings and stuff like that. We're at a 4.7 for off of 40, uh, off of 40 reviews. Thank you. 
Uh, can also, we bump it to 4.8? Let's just wow, see. Can we, wow. get a, can, can, can we get a, a few more? Uh, I was like, you know, we asked for the reason, but like no one's actually reviewing this. No, a bunch of you guys actually reviewed it. So like, thank you so much. Um, we appreciate the most Uber drivers I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how 4.8, you're getting a solid A. And yep. you're like, can I have an a plus, please. I would like, <laughs> like that. Like, that would be really nice. Like, so uh, I'm sitting here going, uh, "You should be shooting for like three, three out of five. That's sixty percent, like dead <laughs> center solid. average." Yeah, Yo, you are great, man. On Seas Spotify, threes, that's baby. pretty good. I need to check. It. Need to check the uh, the Apple ratings, but you know these reviews, these ratings. You help are five us. out of five on Apple. Okay, you have a solid five point really? oh on Apple. Yes, we, I just looked. We have a five we, out of five, we. man. Okay, but yeah. this is a uh, you know this is great. It really helps. Um, it helps people find this podcast uh, in the parenting category. Um, so we'd appreciate any sort of reviews. And if uh, you guys write <laughs> reviews, I think we should start reading like a review. If they come in, like, if people, like, I've, write... I've got one I can read right now. Right really? Now. Yeah, the title is Best Podcast Ever, March 24th, 2023. Whoa. The Subject Says It All okay. by Andrew Saunders. Five out of five oh, stars. Perfect. Oh, there you go. There, okay. That's, look at that. Look at that. You got me hyped up for a second. I was like, hey! Oh, man. Well, uh, this is uh, this has been really cool to be able to chat about this. And uh, we, we hope to... Um, Continue some great conversations uh, with you guys, uh, whether it's uh, through here uh, on on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or even on Discord, where you can actually chat with us in person. Yeah. So thank you guys, uh, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.